And welcome back to another edition of the Champs Corner podcast featuring Mark Jennings. I'm your host, Drew Champlin. I'll have Mark Jennings with me in a little while. We'll talk to a tongue of Iloa's injury. We'll talk a little Alabama basketball, some recruiting news, and answer some of your guys' questions. Uh, please go to uh, search for the Champs Corner podcast on all podcast platforms, Apple, Google. Just search, subscribe, rate us. We'd love some more five-star ratings. We've got around 290,000 of those five-star ratings. So keep those coming. Uh, let me introduce my co-host, Mark Jennings. Mark, how are you doing? Drew, as always, it's always a great time to call on your podcast. I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Mark. Uh, how was your weekend? Did you do anything fun? Well, I went to the game down in Tuscaloosa on Saturday. Had a pretty good time. Got a little more than I bargained for with uh, the injury to Tua back of the title. Uh, and that was a lot going on. It was pretty busy, Drew. Uh, how was your weekend? You know, it was pretty pretty good. I just stayed. I watched the game on TV. I saw Tua Tungavailoa get hurt. He he gets uh, sacked. He got tackled kind of low you know, around the ankles, and then he gets up, and then the next thing you know, he, he's hobbling off the field. And, you know, I saw on your Twitter feed, at Mark Jennings 5-5, that you went down to – you were planning on going down to the locker room to meet Mr. Tungavailoa. Uh, what all materialized after that, Mark? Well, I was sitting there the, uh, on, on the sideline, and I saw two go down, and uh, I saw him go to the locker room, so I went to the locker room to meet Galu. Uh, saw two on his phone in there, had his ankle wrapped at the time, figured he was just posting an Instagram story, maybe doing one of those chat snaps, whatever the kids are doing these days. And that's what I thought he was doing. Turns out somebody had called 911. I don't know who it was, uh, but somebody had called 911 uh, uh, regarding the injury. So the ambulance gets there. The team doctor who does the lower extremity surgeries uh, – held us up in the locker room. He was busy uh, texting off his rich friends in Mountain Brook uh, what exactly was going on and giving updates. And we got a player who was injured, and he's trying to get better. So I don't know if that's really the most professional conduct uh, for that for that position. But that's neither here nor there, Drew. So the ambulance gets there, and there's a national room for one other person uh, to go with two in the ambulance. So I, I joined two in the ambulance. We go – so someone from DCH called my cell phone, asked when we were coming, and I told them the nature of the injury. And they said it wasn't necessary to come to the hospital. And I responded, and I was concerned at this point, and I didn't think that was right. I thought we should go to the hospital. Of course, my fear at that point is amputation is the removal of the, the entire foot. Uh, but DCH said that we didn't do that, and amputation was a concern. So we had to basically go into the Malmore complex uh, for a second there, Drew. And uh, then we get there, then went back to the game. All right, so um, he had the, the something called the he had the surgery for his sprained ankle Sunday morning, and you know he's not going to play this weekend against Arkansas at six o'clock. Mac Jones will get the start, but as far as to his ankle right now, uh, how, do you know have you heard anything on how it's holding up and if he might be ready for the early November game against LSU? I have been hearing things about how it's holding up, Drew, and uh, unfortunately I can't share those with you. I don't want to violate hippo laws. Uh, I think if you're probably in the right text message circles, you probably have heard what the news is, but that's not my place. And and the last thing I need is the feds coming knocking on my door and looking into my dipping dots operation. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep that between uh between myself right now. Okay, yeah, you don't want to violate those laws. I think yeah, if you're if you're in the right circles, you know what's going on. But we'll just wait and see what happens 
for Tua Tungavailoa, and hopefully he'll be ready to play LSU when Alabama play host LSU and Heisman Trophy frontrunner Joe Burrow. I believe that's on November 9th. So, but this weekend it's going to be the Mac Jones show. But uh, as far as Tua's, you know, you, you know what's going on and how, how his ankle's really doing, but is this a situation where do you think he's going to be back or do you think he – he might sit out the rest of the season. Uh, you know, Nick Bosa of Ohio State did this last year. He got hurt early and then just didn't come back, prepared for the NFL draft, and was a top three pick, I believe. Yeah, that's certainly something that's in the discussion right now. I wouldn't rule out anything. You know, I, I've been talking to my, my NFL contacts from all 32 teams, and all of them are really questioning his durability at this point. And, and to really show that he can – uh, he can last a whole season. I will, it might be in his best interest to graduate and then transfer to Oklahoma so he can show teams he can play a full season uh, being healthy without getting injured. And it should be easy to do for him. It would really be less of a challenge. There's not a lot of defense played there. And really, by transferring to Oklahoma, he's got a lot better chance of winning the Heisman Trophy. So uh, he can play there, not, not face a real pass rush, put out a lot, put out a lot of stats and uh, – and get well, become a top draft pick that way. That's an option that's definitely on the table at this point. All right. Well, uh, Alabama really has no choice but to go forward with Mac Jones, the redshirt sophomore, as the quarterback. He came in the same class as Tua. He flipped his commitment from Kentucky to Alabama after Tua had committed. So, you know, he knew what he was getting into, and, and he came to you. Know, he's a backup. He's kind of learned. He had a big opportunity in the spring game, did really well there. You know, he, he – had a couple nice throws against Tennessee. I thought he had one or two that should have been called. I thought he had a couple of throws that weren't very good at all. But, you know, you come into the game cold. This week it's going to be different because he's got all week to prepare. And I'm sure the week of the LSU game he'll be practicing like he's going to be the starter as well, depending on how to his ankle is hold up. What, tell us a little bit about Mac Jones, kind of flashback to when uh, he was going through the recruiting cycle. And, and uh, you know, what other options does Alabama have? And, and how do you think Mac will fare? Well, I think he's he's got a lot of talent. He's just, it's, a, it's a question for him is can he show that talent on the field? And I think he's a guy who knows the offense pretty well. I think he's got great leadership skills. Uh, but, frankly, it, it, it's it's a struggle for me to see uh, how he progresses in his ability at this point. Frankly, all he has to do is not foul up too much on the field and he'll be okay. I think Talia is more talented quarterback – uh, but, again, Mac knows the offense better. He knows the team better, great leadership skills. So, I think Mac Jones is going to be the guy that's coming Saturday. Look at look at the history of Alabama football, not just since Coach Saban's be here. The type of the quarterbacks that have come in and won games and stepped in for players who have been injured, guys like Tyler Watts, Spencer Pennington, Danny Woodson. Even Brandon Avalos has won a, won a game taking a snap from under center. So, uh, I, 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 I think Alabama is going to be okay Saturday. Uh, with Mac Jones, but if he struggles too much, it's a close game. As we near halftime, maybe the third quarter, I wouldn't be surprised to see Talia come in. All right, now you look ahead. If Alabama has to go face LSU, and this could be number one versus number two, and we don't know how healthy Tua Tungavaloa is going to be, uh, what, do, what do you think about Alabama's chances against LSU with Mac Jones at under center or taking snaps for center? Well, Drew, to be honest with you, I don't think Alabama could win against LSU with a healthy Tua. Uh, I think that's something. There's to be definite underdogs in that game. I'd be surprised to see Alabama come out of that game with a win. I think if you watch both teams throughout the year, uh, watch them play, it's very difficult for someone uh, to look at that and say Alabama's the better team. I think clearly you look at it, LSU's the better team, even with the healthy Tua. So with Mac Jones, I don't think there's any way Alabama can win with Tua. Uh, I think if Alabama wanted to be very surprising. 
Uh, but after that, I think Alabama's got a pretty good chance to win the rest of their games with uh, with a healthy Tua. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Joe Burrow's just doing so well for LSU and is just really just stepping into the national scene. Hey, I know your dipping Dots is kind of your baby for the fall season along with your breaking down film, but how did sales go on Saturday? I know you got distracted a little bit when uh, when Tua hurt his ankle. Yeah, they're going, you know, they're going fantastic. We're having a record-breaking night until I had to leave and then uh, I had to leave operations. You know, I went uh, with Tua and had to leave operations with Tom. And frankly, after that, Drew would he- went to hell in a handbasket. Tom's a great guy. He's a he's a great counter of money. He really knows how to do spreadsheets, uh, but he's not that great at people skills. And there are a lot of complaints on Twitter uh, about some problems they had with the dipping dots. I apologize for all those. Those are all due to Tom. To be honest with you, we're still working with them on that. Uh, my wife really likes them, so we keep them around. Uh, so hopefully, we'll get that fixed. Uh, for the game just coming up Saturday. We didn't have the profits as I wanted to and as I expected, but we still, even with all those problems, uh, we still came out way ahead. So uh, we're, we're looking forward to seeing how it going this week. Um, you know, Tom, he's one of those guys where he's really into making random lists of things. Uh, you know, he'll pick, a, he'll pick a number. His favorite number, I think, is like 24, 25. He'll make a random list of 24, 25 things. He's really into baseball. So he's one of those guys. Uh, so we don't really expect him to be able to uh, do things like uh, operate a, a successful dip and dots. Uh, the entire operation really we had going on at Brighton. That's my fault for putting me in that situation. I should have known better. Yeah, this is Tom with an H, right? Yeah, an H and two M's, T-H-O-M-M. Tom, yeah. It's, I guess you kind of hear guys named Greg with two G's, but I haven't heard of Tom with two M's before. But that's, that's very interesting. Um, well, Mark, uh, Alabama plays Arkansas this weekend, six o'clock. There's a there's a forecast for rain, so I'm not sure how that's going to affect sales. But do you have a secret flavor? I do, Drew. We got a secret deal. This is probably my favorite uh, flavor that we've had all season. It's the Petrino. It's strawberry and vanilla flavor with a shot of whistle pig bourbon. If you're a 50 year old man and you're with a a woman who is 25 or younger and who is not your daughter, you get the Petrino for free. So it's a great deal. Uh, you older gentlemen with your younger partners can come up and get your uh, Petrino, and it's really good. You're going to have a great time after the game after, your, after you, uh, you have a Petrino. It's the same if you're, a, if you're a college male student and with your woman at least 25 years of, uh, older than you who is not your mother. Uh, we also will give you the Petrino for free. We, uh, we believe in equal rights and equal uh, – uh, you know, uh, equal rights across genders and across ages, and we don't think we should discriminate against the college-age students. If you're a college-age male with a woman who is at least 25 years older than you, you can also uh, get the Petrino for free. Everybody else has got to pay, though, uh, but we're looking forward to it. We've had some great success with these so far this year, and uh, we hope that continues just coming up Saturday. Yeah, so how does the this flavor, how does this compare to like the Span and the Armando and the former stuff like that? Uh, is or Do you have a favorite or your, do your taste testers, your high school taste testers, how do they, do they, do they like this better, do you think? Well, the taste testers struggle a little with this one. It's got the bourbon in there, and that's a little too strong for them. They like the things like the, the, the flavored vodka and whatnot. Uh, but th- this is probably my favorite out of all of them, Drew. Uh, just because of the strength of it and the flavor and the way the, the strawberry and vanilla mix with the bourbon. Uh, I think it's my favorite of the year, Drew, and I'm really looking forward to it. I think you guys are going to love it. So if you come up to the Dippin' Dot Sand 
ask for a Petrino this week, and you guys will, will have your partner with you. Uh, as long as there's a 25-year age difference, uh, you can have yourself a free Petrino. All right. Uh, Mark, I thought we were going to be talking about Alabama landing a big commitment tonight, but instead five-star Marietta, Georgia tight end Eric Gilbert has committed to LSU over Alabama and Georgia. Alabama, I think, thought they had him. Uh, many subscription sites had him crystal balled to either Alabama or Georgia. What happened here, Mark? Well, Drew, you should have asked me before you uh, before you form an opinion on. I think yeah, I think I knew he was going to LSU all along. He's a big fan of the offense that they're running, and even with Joe Burrow graduating, they're going to get a great grad transfer next year, maybe Tua, or they're going to groom Miles Brennan to be a Heisman candidate next year, just like they did with Joe Burrow this year. So, uh, frankly, right now, if you're an offensive receiver, I don't think there's a better place to go than LSU. Uh, it's a tough blow for Alabama. They really needed to sign an elite tight end in this class, and the coaches are really out of options right now because they really had their uh, had everything, had their chips all in on Eric Gilbert, and that didn't work out. So uh, we'll see what happens from there. The coaches at Alabama have asked me to put together a list of maybe some diamonds in the rough form. I'm not going to tell the listeners who they are, of course, because of a confidentiality agreement I have with the university. But uh, uh, I think it's be very interesting to see where Alabama recruiting goes after they don't get Eric Gilbert right here today. All right. Well, let's move over to some basketball. Alabama played Jacksonville State in a secret scrimmage, and they won 90 to 81. And you got the statistics first if you follow Mark Jennings 55 on Twitter, the full box score and all. Mark, how, tell us how you got involved with that scrimmage. Well, yeah, I'm around. You know, I know people. I've known Coach Oates for a long time, and, uh, and I've, Fun. I've, you know, I've known him, known of him, and we've been acquaintances for a while. But uh, it's really been nice to get to know him since he moved down here. Uh, the guy's really – he's really on top of the other thing – on top of things, he's really sharp, Drew, and he wanted me to, to come watch the scrimmage and come break down some film with him after scrimmage to see how things worked out. So uh, he's got a pretty good squad this year. I think, uh, I think you know, I think he's a little more confident than he should be. Uh, but I think he's got a pretty good team this year coming, Drew. All right. Now, we didn't see the West Virginia graduate transfer, James Beetle Bolton, the guard who's supposed to be a really good shooter. He didn't play. He's been injured since he got to Alabama. But what's the what's the situation? Is he getting close to, to, to playing for Alabama? Yeah, he's been cleared. They're just taking it slow with him. I expect him to play around 20 minutes in the scrimmage coming up against uh, Georgia Tech on Sunday, the scrimmage for charity. And then uh, against the opening night against Penn on November 5th, I expect him to get 20, 25 minutes. Uh, there. So, yeah, I expect him to be ready to go about the season opener. All right. And then there's another talented guard who Alabama is hoping to get eligible. It's Javon Quinterly. The, uh, he's a, he just played his freshman year at Villanova. You know, he had the issue where he was mentioned in the uh, FBI deal with our Arizona. And he was cleared of any wrongdoing, but he ends up going to Villanova, didn't play a whole lot there, and then decided to transfer. It really just wasn't a very good fit for him. And you know, normally you, you transfer somewhere, you sit out a full year. You know, uh, Tevin Mack did that, Daniel Giddens. They're not with Alabama anymore, but that's what they did. Uh, but maybe they can get a waiver for Javon Quinterly. You're starting to see more guys get that immediate eligibility for whatever reason, you know, whatever hardships they're going through. But NCAA has not ruled yet as of Wednesday night as we record this. Do you have any update for our listeners there? I don't, Drew. I mean, you know as much as I do, but but – you know, knowing what I know about the NCAA, I would doubt that he gets a waiver, and that's unfortunate because it's going to be due to his race. Uh, the eligibility committee of the NCAA is a bunch of old uh, Caucasian men who are who are quote unquote meticulous, 
And I know that because that group plays at my course from time to time. And uh, I just don't see the group of guys uh, really giving a, a waiver to Javon Quinterly at this point. What's disappointing, I think you should get a waiver, especially look at who else has gotten waivers uh, this season. But uh, I, I, I would be surprised. I've been wrong before, Drew, but very rarely. I would be surprised if Javon Quinterly got a waiver to play for Alabama this year. Yeah, that's unfortunate, but we'll cross our fingers and see what happens. Alabama wins by nine. They actually outscored Jacksonville State by 25 from the 1652 mark of the first half to the 1454 mark of the second half. You know, Jacksonville State kind of got in it late, Mark. Do you know what uh, enabled Jacksonville State to kind of make a game of it, at least on the scoreboard? Yeah, you look at the the box score I tweeted out. You see a lot of guys play for Alabama, a bunch of freshmen. At the end of the game, a bunch of those guys played with uh, Kira Lewis, and that's when the score got really close. It was never really – the game was never really in doubt if you can call it a game or the outcome was never in doubt. Uh, but, but, yeah, at the end of the game, that, just as it is in the regular season, you have play some, some guys who don't usually get a lot of playing time, your bench guys, and that's when the, the score really tightened up a little bit. All right, so – yeah, Alabama gets 21 points and seven rebounds, four assists from Kyra Lewis, 17 each from Herbert Jones and John Petty. Had some other lines like Javian Davis, eight points, 10 rebounds, eight points from Jaden Shackelford, the freshman. Uh, Alabama shoots 29 of 43 from the free throw line. Mark, are you discouraged by that? You know, I, if you're an Alabama fan, frankly, the way I'm, yeah, it's it's discouraging, I guess, the percentage. But I think what is encouraging is he got to the line 43 times. So, uh, you know, you look at it, uh, you know, the, the guys who got to the line, Herb Jones with 7 of 11. Uh, that's a little better than he did last year. Uh, Galen Smith shot 8 free throws. Galen Smith 5 and 8 for, for him. That's, that's a significant improvement from where he was last year. You know, last year it seemed like if he made a free throw, it was a, it was a – it was a cause for a miracle. So you look at that stat line, I think you had to be encouraged by the guys who were shooting free throws and their improvement and the fact that you got to the line 43 times. So I'm encouraged by Herb Jones. I think his offensive game, he's 7-11 in the free throw line. I think his offensive game is going to be significantly better this year uh, under Koto's tutelage. And I, I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, his development over the offseason when the season tips off here in a few days. Yeah, so Alabama's got a scrimmage against Georgia Tech on Sunday at Coleman Coliseum at noon, and it's, uh, I believe, $5. You can buy a ticket online. It's a charity scrimmage, and then they play Penn in the season opener uh, about 10 days after that. Uh, your general impression of Coach Oates now that he's several months into the Alabama job before the season starts, Mark? Well, right now he's telling everyone that Alabama's going to have an NCAA tournament team and probably go to the Elite Eight. I think that's a little much. Uh, you know, uh, I think he's going to have to slow his roll a little bit, maybe lower some ex- expectations. I think Alabama's probably going to be a bubble team this year, but I think they're going to be on the right side of the bubble. Uh, I do think Coach Oates is better than uh, Coach Johnson, um, and and he'll get these guys in the NCAA tournament. I do think that Coach Johnson was uh, let go unfairly again because of his race. I didn't think that was fair to him, but uh, Alabama's got a great coach now, Coach Oates. I think he's better than Coach Johnson, but uh, this year, I think Alabama's probably an NCAA tournament team. I don't think they're going to be as good as uh, Coach Oates is selling everyone. All right. Well, let's move along into some questions, Mark. Tell everybody how they can reach you on the internet. Well, first off, we got the greatest listeners in the world. You know, I think the millions of listeners we have and millions of, of, of Twitter followers I have. If you want to follow me on Twitter, uh, you can follow me at, at MarkJennings55. That's one word, at MarkJennings55. You can uh, tweet at me there. 
or you can email me. My email address is markbreaksdownfilm at aol.com. That's markbreaksdownfilm at aol.com. To be honest with you, I haven't checked the email in a few months, so you should probably just tweet at me. That's at markjennings55. That's easier for me to get to, and I can get to you real fast. And, uh, right from my, the palm of my hands, I can I can respond to your tweet. So uh, that's probably the best way to contact me. You guys sending great questions every week. You're great listeners. I look forward to seeing what questions you guys have for me this week. All right. We hear from Jonathan Kingsford at Elephant Stomp 92. He asks for an update on Caden. That's K-A-A-Y-D-E-N, your former business manager of the golf course, who was honorably discharged from the service. And then Caden, his, uh, it looks like they, they're about to have a child together, Mark. Uh, are they still working at the Waffle House? Any wedding plans? As far as I know, they're still working at the Waffle House. Uh, the predic I don't think she's had her kid yet. If she had, I don't. I, I, I haven't heard about it. I, I need to go into the Waffle House and check on, say hello, maybe get them a gift for the wedding uh, if they're going to have one. I, who knows with them at this point? But I'm happy for them. I'm happy for my old intern, Caden, who's found love uh, with the with the love of his life, and they get to live together and go to work together at Waffle House and. Uh, you know, scatter them, smother and cover them together, as they say. So I'm very happy for Caden and Caden, and uh, as far as I know, they're doing great. Do you know if it's going to be a boy or a girl? I don't know, Drew. I haven't asked. I, I will I will assume if I can get, uh, uh, you know, my hands on the sonogram and really break it down for you and analyze it, I'll let you know what I see. All right. We hear from Drew Smalley on Twitter. Mark, it was recently reported that Utah and Mormon Senator Mitt Romney has been running a fake Twitter account under the name Pierre Delecto. Based on this, can you comment on the need for integrity and transparency on social media? Thanks for your truth and honesty I can always trust. Well, you know, I don't know who Mitt Romney is, nor do I know who uh, Pierre Delecto is, but I, I, I can just say that, you know, I, I think it's important for celebrities like myself to be honest about who they are and not to run fake Twitter accounts. And, and, and really, uh, it's important for the trust, to gain the trust of the fans. You know, my, my, my fame is, is a lot to do with, you know, with you can contact me anytime on Twitter. Everybody knows who I am. Uh, if you want to, you can come play at my course anytime you want to, uh, as long as you pay the green fees, of course. Uh, but you know, that's, that's the two I am, Drew. I am who I am. Not going to apologize for it. And uh, you know, I, I can't imagine being the type of person that'd want to run a fake Twitter account or maybe uh, do some sort of impression of a fake person. That's not me. That's not who I am. And uh, frankly, I think we'd all be better off in this country if we just acted more like just be yourself. You know, you got to love yourself first, Drew. And that's what I believe in, and that's what I try to do, not only in my personal life, but in my professional life, Drew. And I hope that really comes off on social media and to all the listeners out there. All right. We hear from Yorgo Saris, Bama Yorgo One. Mark, will there ever be a Dippin' Dots feature that incorporates the flavor of Michael Casagrande's favorite dish, that terrible-looking Skyline Chili? Thanks for all you do. Well, I've, I've had Skyline Chili. Let me tell you, it does look terrible, but the thing you need to know about Skyline Chili is even though it looks terrible, it tastes even worse. It is, without a doubt, the worst food I have ever tasted. And frankly, if you're someone who likes that food, you're probably someone who is untrustworthy, uh, probably someone with low character integrity, and, uh, you know, something that you should really – if you like Skyline Chili, you're probably not someone that I would ever – Personally, even have a uh, relationship with. I certainly never have any professional dealings with you. Uh, so it's it's the worst food I've ever tasted. That 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 food 
will never be nearly uh, or come close to being associated with anything associated with the Dippin' Dots brand. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't even want to try it. I've never had Skyline Chili, so I don't plan to now. Wayne Ingram, all I do is Wayne on Twitter. Mark, there's so much negativity in the world. In order to add to it, can you share with us your top three recruiting busts of all time? Well, I, I do my work, Wayne. I don't have recruiting busts. Most only exist because of the subscription sites, and they don't do their homework. You know, I, you can probably go back in this podcast and listen. Uh, you know, I knew Ben Davis was struggling making impact. I knew William Ming, uh, the de- defensive end from about 10, 15 years ago. I knew he'd never play. I knew Skylar DeLong to have trouble punting. I knew Blake Barnett wasn't going to get it done in the field. If you just listened to my podcast, I'd tell you all these things. But uh, the scripts and sites are out there. And because of those, we have busts. I, I don't have busts because I put the work in. I break down the film. I get to know the player. I get to know the family. And, uh, you know, that's all I can say, Drew, I, I don't have busts. And I think my record over the years proves that. All right. And we finish this. John Chumbler on Twitter asks, Mark, I'm looking to purchase a rug for my living room. Any suggestions? And he has a dark, he has dark mahogany wood fixtures, light hardwood flooring, a hunter green oversized chair, and a beige sofa, if that helps. Thanks, and I appreciate your time. Did he say anything about the uh the wall situation? Is it uh is it it's uh white walls? Do you have wallpaper? Uh you know, like a loft and has brick walls. Did yeah, I'm, I'm, nothing, nothing on that. On, the, on that, he mentioned anything about the size of the room. Uh, no, he sure didn't. I think he might have a globe in the room. You know, a globe. Yeah, I think he has one of those. Maybe. Well, oh, so so like for the people who think the Earth is round, they who's one of those people? Yeah, he's one of those people. Okay. Well, well, first off, we all know the Earth's flat, Drew. But that's neither here nor there. Uh. John, to be honest with you, I, I'm kind of confused by the situation here with the color. Uh, I, I kind of like the fact that you have the light hardwood flooring uh, contrasted with the dark wood fixtures on the wall, I presume. Uh, I like the dark green chair. Uh, the sofa, I'd like it to be a little darker. But again, this all depends on the size of the room. Uh, if you have the light hardwood floors and the dark on the walls, I'd like something light colored. Maybe like a rosemary cream, perhaps, uh, on on the floor uh, to really keep it lighter down there and darker up top. I think that really make the the dark things on the wall pop and really give them detail, make them the first thing you notice when you walk in. But I have trouble getting you that for certain because I don't know the size of your living room. So maybe you can send that in. Maybe a blueprint of the living room next week. I don't know how. I mean, we're talking about a thousand square foot living room, two thousand square foot living room. I don't know how big it is. So. Uh, you have to give me that information, and as soon as I do, I'll, I'll break that down for you and get you the exact rug that you need. All right. Well, that uh, that's a good way to wrap up this podcast. Uh, Mark Jennings, thank you so much for joining us. Please subscribe. Find your, uh, you know, go search and subscribe to the or to the Champs Corner podcast. I was about to pump up my work podcast there, but uh, that's that's not needed for this. Um, Mark, I hope you have a great rest of your week. Stay dry if you're going to go out and scout some big-time prospects on Friday night. And thank you again for spending your time here. Thank you, Drew, as always. I hope to talk to you again next week. All right, we will talk to you guys later.